Reyes and it's Inspiring Adventures. I'm so happy that you're here with me and I'd like to introduce you my new friend, Clara Capano. Hi, Clara. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. I feel so bad. I'm a little rushed and a little crazed right now. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. You know, that's life. We just got to sometimes roll with it. Well, you're just the person to help me out with that, I think, because I just love your um, your book and what you're all about. I'm just going to hold this up here. Clara is the author of Find Your Focus, 52 Weeks of Clarity. I love yeah. that. Thank so, you. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about yourself, Clara. So by trade, I am a author, speaker, and business coach. So I really work with people one-on-one -on -one and in groups to just help unlock them, to help empower them, and really get them focused on what it is that they want both for their life and for their business. And I've been doing that for, for many years. I just, I love what I do. And then on a personal note, I, you know, I live in Colorado. I'm from California. I'm a single mom, have a 12-year-old son, love doing yoga, kickboxing, and just, you know, having a good time and just being around good people. <laughs> well, um, I, I love that, that kickboxing thing. I used to do kickboxing when my kids were small, mm -hmm. really small. My youngest is 18 now, so this is a while ago. But yeah. I can see myself doing it again. Do you ever, do you remember hearing about Tybo? Mm -hmm. Okay, so like when yeah. Tybo came out, my mother-in-law gave me these videos, and I was that's how I started. But I did join the gym, and I was, did cardio kickboxing, and did um, some karate classes and yoga. And the reason why I joined all these classes at the YMCA is because they had free babysitting, and I would stick my baby in there. I know. I'm actually opening a kickboxing studio, so I'm in the process of doing that, too. Oh, my gosh. Give free babysitting. <laughs> You'll get a lot of I know. <laughs> So how neat that is. Well, you know, what what got you to where you wrote this book and, and started, you know, adding this to your to your Yeah, so it's a great question. Um, writing has always been my passion ever since I was a kid. I loved to write, and it was always my dream job. But, you know, I didn't know what I would write about. I always wondered would I be more like a Stephen King or write novels, and I would start a few things and, you know, not really get them going anywhere. And then in about 2004, I started on the track of being more of a coach and a trainer. And I just started seeing how short stories really illustrate points and people resonated with them. So in about 2009, I just started a blog and it was just a motivational coaching blog. It was not anything that was industry specific. And every week I just did a short story that tied it into either life or business to again, help get people clear, help keep them motivated. Um, I just find that sometimes we overcomplicate life. And so I tried to make them very simple. And then as I started growing my business on the speaking circuit, I knew I needed more credibility. And so I thought now's the perfect time to take the jump and get my first book going. And I thought, what better way to do it than with all of these stories? So I started compiling them together, and I went through about 300 of them to find the top 52. Wow. Over 300 of these you have yeah. from your blogging days? Oh, that's, mm -hmm. uh, that's amazing. You know, I wrote a book, too, and it's from my blog also like little stories of my life and it was my life journey is what I called it because I changed I went through like a transformational change through this mm -hmm. process and so I published that but um so that but I know how hard it was to just edit down and made a book out of my stories from my blog mm -hmm. posts but to come from 300 to <laughs> 52 my goodness yes. these are, these are golden though these are like 
the Aesop's fables of your mm -hmm. business coaching. Well, thank you. Yeah, I tried to find the ones that I found over the years really resonated with people as well as myself. And most people really, you know, got a lot from and in reading the book, which which you can see, the idea is to take the book over the course of a year, and you would use and read one blog entry, and then it has a journal to go with it. So you could read the entry and then say, this is sort of what I want to do this week in alignment with the blog. And so it's to help keep you on the path. So you don't just pick it up once. It's actually kind of a workbook along with it. Yeah, that is great. I love that. You know, and I love, I, well, when I got into blogging, that's how I started with people giving, um, you know, not challenges, but um, prompts, you know, <laughs> so it's kind of like a prompt for your life. Right. Oh, I love yeah. it. I love yeah. that. I so, do. Well, tell me what inspires you. You were, you know, you shared with me in the, you know, pre questionnaire that I mm -hmm. that I have from my guests about some of the people in business that inspired you so who mm -hmm. you know who are the some of the people that have inspired you to do this you know, type I, of work you had mentioned kind of that you had a life transformation and I did too um, I I really kind of came from a place of logic and very left brain oriented but I never really felt myself in doing it and I think it was you know, probably in about the mid 2000s that I was in a management position, had a great job, great company. They supported me a lot, but I just knew that I was not honoring myself. And that's when I started really looking out some mentors and having people that really started to believe in me more than I believed in myself. Um, one of them was one of my first um, bosses. Her name is Karen Bernardi, and she helped me get started in real estate, but she just very dynamic, very powerful woman in business. And so for me to see that, to know that, you know, you can just accomplish anything you want. And then going into just the managing that I did. And then eventually one of the companies that I work for is called Ninja Selling. And Larry Kendall is the owner of that and the founder of that. And really just knowing that he believed in me and helped to open the door so that I could really just spread my wings and then my whole Ninja family. And what really inspires me is, is helping people. Um, I know that we all have challenges in life and a big part of what allowed me to get to where I want to get to is just having people around me. Yeah, they're ninja selling. Ninja selling. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, Larry Kendall, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that that ninja, I was going to ask you, I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm sorry to kind of interrupt you. but No, that's fantastic. It my mind uh, a little bit. But, you know, um, we are – connected and I've been talking about that how connection is so important and when we meet yes. somebody something I think that that might have been what attracted me to you with that ninja selling mm -hmm. um, in your um, byline and so tell me more about that um, it changed my life um, it's it's a selling system and it was born in the industry of real estate so, but it's so much more than that. Um, you know, we really focus on mindset. And I think that was my biggest challenge is I have, we all have programs and learning how to reprogram my thought process into one of scarcity, into one of abundance to reprogram my brain, to see that I am worthy. Um, one of the things that we do in our ninja classes is we read the Marianne Williamson, our deepest fear. And I read that for the first time and it was it just resonated with me so much because I realized that I was playing small and I was always the girl in the background mm -hmm. because I was afraid and didn't feel worthy of my own voice. And so that's a big thing for me is I, I see that in so many people that I work with, 
um, both on the business side and on the life side, I think we hold ourselves back because of fear, uncertainty, whatever it is. And I really just want to help people see the, the true potential that they have, the, the true gift that they are, and that by holding themselves back, they're really, I'll say, stealing from the world because, you know, we really have so much to offer and all of us are so different, but we have a message and okay, we are okay. worthy. By holding yourself back, you're stealing mm -hmm. from the world. Explain that a little bit more. Well, I just think our own authenticity brings our own gifts. And even though you and I may have the same message, we'll still say it, live it, breathe it differently because of our backgrounds and who we are. And sometimes they may hear my message. Sometimes they may hear your message. And if I hold myself back and hold back my voice, I may not be able to connect with somebody else who needs to hear that message. Yes, I believe it. And there's room for everybody. There's and room for everybody. out there who needs to hear it. And that's what I love Thank so much you. about Ninja is that, that space of abundance. Right. You know, And coming just from the industry of real estate, you know, everybody knows 12 different realtors. And so it's very easy to get in a scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. But this really unlocked it. And now we're taking it into other industries. And you know, I use it in all of my coaching. And I use it with my family and it's just amazing to start your day with gratitude, to have the affirmations, to really start with living your life first and then finding a way to have business support your life. So one of the things that I do with a lot of my individual coaching clients when we put their week together is I have them plan their life first mm -hmm. and then work fits in after that mm -hmm. because we have to have a life. Mm -hmm. I, I strongly believe that. I post my weekly schedule every week. I don't have a business schedule and a life mm -hmm. schedule. It's, it's, you get everything mm -hmm. when you yeah. know me. <laughs> right, you know, it's true. You see, I've got my business meeting, my school meeting, my church mm -hmm. meeting, my friends meeting. It's all on there. My it's all on doctor's there. appointment, whatever it mm -hmm. is. That's, you know, it's who I am. So, you know, but I love what you say about honoring yourself about yeah. honor, you know, and I think that honoring ourselves and honoring other people and being respectful that, yeah, there's going to be a lot of life coaches and business coaches mm -hmm. and real estate agents. There's, it's a big world. There's, it there, is. So we can be respectful of each other and be in the same space and know that mm -hmm. we're not in competition in no. that way. And I collaborate with so many other coaches, um, both, you know, in Ninja and, and outside because we bring different things. And I have a lot that I co-teach with because many times we're all saying the same thing, but we may have just little nuances. Mm -hmm. And if we can all come together, that's even better for the public because now we can share even more. And, and if I can help somebody be better and somebody else can help somebody be better, then the world is better. That's and when we're all living in a place of abundance, you know, it's, it's that connection. You mentioned that we're connected. Mm -hmm. We're all connected through our energy, through, you know, our feelings, and we need to build on that more. How cool is that? You also said that your son inspires you and that uh, you every day. Yeah. Tell me more about your relationship uh, with your son and all that. He's amazing. He is amazing. Um, he's 12 years old and he is just a beautiful mix of his father and myself and just watching how he 
you know, interprets the world and takes it in. And ever since a young age, you know, had him start on the gratitude. So when we drive to school, we have him say things that he's grateful for. And, you know, oftentimes it's just the sweetest things, such as, you know, I'm really grateful for my family or I'm grateful for my friends. He's got such a compassionate heart to be able to share. And he, if ever he sees somebody being picked on or, you know, being hurt, he wants to go over and help them. Um, he's my little humanitarian. You know, we see homeless people and he wants to stop and buy them, you know, lunch. He'll, he'll see animals, stray animals, and he wants to rescue them. And just, he also reminds me, the biggest thing he reminds me of is to slow down. Oh, you know, and so I think nice. the biggest turning point for me is when he was about three and a half and I was working and building my business and doing all the things that we do. And he took the phone out of my hand and said, mommy, you're not paying attention to me. Ooh. And that was a big aha moment for me, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but you know, we communicate really well with each other and he knows my schedule. I do a lot of traveling and we talk about it before I book things. I'm like, this is what's going to happen. And, and we talk about all the things that it's going to bring for both of us. So he's a really big part of my business and helping me grow my business. And without his support, um, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. That's so neat. Sounds like a little man. He is. I actually <laughs> call him my little man. Oh, man. So. <laughs> that's, mm -hmm. that's, you know, kids have, are so intuitive. They are. What, how do you, I don't know why this keeps coming in my head, so I'm going to go ahead and say it, but what's the difference between mindfulness and mindset? Is there? Mm, that's a great question. Um, I think I think it starts, if, if I were to say it, I would say it starts with mindset, and when you have a mindset, you can be more mindful. So I think mindset is how we show up, the thoughts that we have um, of are we going to be in abundance or scarcity? Are we going to feel that we are strong? And are we going to show up as a player or as a victim? And I think when you choose the mindset, because we really have the ability to choose whatever mindset we want, and if I'm going to choose to be a player, then I'm going to be mindful of that in all of the actions that I take. Right. So I would say that mindfulness comes from mindset. I like that. I like that. I don't know. I've been yeah. thinking a lot about mindfulness, but then mindset keeps coming up too. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit more of a businessy way of saying it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I and I think the thing that people need to understand is you can change your mindset. I think mm -hmm. oftentimes we grow up in a certain way and we stigmatize ourselves as saying, oh, we're negative or whatever we want it. But you have the ability to change it. I was definitely much more cynical. And it's funny, people who meet me now, they, they say things like, oh, I love your energy. I'm drawn to you. And people who've known me 10, 15 years, they know the other side of that because I wasn't always that way because, again, I was holding myself back. Sure. But I had to make a conscious choice to change my mindset. Sure. And I, I tell people recently somebody said that they were shy and I said, well, I'm shy. And they're like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said, I am. I've always been very shy. This is it's not an act, but this is something that I make an effort to right. do, you know, mm -hmm. to put myself out there and be on video and on social media. It is, mm -hmm. you know, I still get, you know, butterflies right before sure. I go on. I still, mm -hmm. you know, and I think, why am I doing this? Yeah. But, um, and reaching out to people and making the appointments and going to mm -hmm. events and that, and speaking, all of those things. It's, it's, I, I don't know why. Sometimes I don't know why I'm doing it. Then I remember why I'm doing it. Then you yeah. remember why. Because yeah. it's the message and it's knowing the connection. And it's having, I had somebody the other day, I, have a, I met him years ago at a training. And he emailed me just out of the blue and said, you know, I still get your blogs and I read them. And the one that you wrote the other day really resonated with me. 
And it's those little things that, oh, you know, it really does help. And it it feels special and it feels nice. And, you know, you had mentioned, um, you know, that you're shy. I used to be terrified of public speaking. And the thought of sharing my views and my book would, would have terrified me. But it's when you connect with why you're doing it and how it can help others. It takes it off of you. And then you realize that you, you almost have an obligation to do it. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And I'm, I'm about, um, somebody once said it was Martha. Oh, I'm going to forget her name now. I'll remember. I'm looking because she got her book. But anyway, um, she says, um, now I want to remember her name. I'm going to have to edit this later. Kind of like, uh, anyway, um, so uh, the, the thing is about balancing the good and the bad. You know, mm-hmm. it's a responsibility to be positive because the world is so bad. So, you know, like those of us who are positive or think, you know, happy thoughts, you want to like, we have to be extra happy and put right. it out there. So mm-hmm. to balance the world. <laughs> and it's I do true. Feel a strong responsibility for that. You know? It is. It is a big responsibility. You know, I wake up in the morning and I sort of have a checklist of, who is Clara when she's at her best? You know, she's purposeful. She's energized, inspiring, genuine, prepared. And I look at that and I say, are you prepared to be this person today? And if I'm not feeling so energized, I'm like, all right, you got 10 minutes until your next call. Let's do whatever we need to do to get yourself energized because my people need me to be at my peak performance. And that's what I owe to them. And I have an obligation to deliver that. So I have to check in with myself because I do have a responsibility to make sure that to have the impact I want, I have to show up. That's that's great. Just that statement right there, to have the impact I want, I've got to show up. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen if you don't do it. No. Mm-hmm. Well, what advice do you have? I'm going to go into the business sense because I, I, okay. you know, I am starting a, a business with Bubbler Media. I've got five partners, and Bubbler Media is a network where we do right. live streaming and helping other people to get their live stream shows on and a lot of different services involved with that. And uh, so we are launching in January. We've been working on it for it'll be about six months by the time we launch. And it seems like every time we got really close to starting, Mm -hmm. we come up with other things we need to work on. Yes. So is that a common problem in business? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it happens to me as well. Um, I would say, you know, when it comes to that, I get some free advice here. Yes, exactly. You know, I think the wonderful things about starting a business and being an entrepreneur is, you know, kind of you talked about the light and the dark side. It's the blessing and the curse. The blessing side is we have all these new fresh ideas The curse is we can get bogged down. And what we know from studying the brain is that when your brain has more than five thoughts at a time, it tends to slow down and it doesn't process. And if you have more than about nine things going on, it actually tends to shut down. This is why if you have a to-do list with 20 things on it, you often look at it and you get stifled and nothing gets done because you almost get paralyzed. It's called the lion syndrome. So what I encourage people to do is to chunk it down into three things. So one of the things that I do when I do my business planning is I take my year-long business plan and then I chunk it down into quarters. And every quarter, I go into the quarter and I bring out my idea folder. And I have all my ideas in my idea folder and I say, okay, based upon what I need to accomplish and what I want to accomplish, what are the three things I'm going to start with? Are they in alignment with my goal? Are they really going to move it? And those are the three things that I work on for the next 90 days. And I don't start any new projects until those three things are done. If I get them done in two weeks, then I can go and dig back into my idea folder. And when new ideas come up, I just write them down and I put them in my idea folder. 
but I try not to look at them because I have a tendency to get sidetracked. And it was actually my accountability partner who said something to me. And she said, you know, you have some of the most amazing ideas, but I'm really getting sick of hearing about them. Are you actually going to do something? And it was the best thing that anybody could have said to me because I knew she was coming from a place of love. Yeah. Because she knew. And honestly, that was one of the biggest catalysts that got my book together. Because I was like, you're right. I've been talking about this book for a long time, but I haven't done anything with it. And, you know, within six months, my book was pretty much done and at the publisher. So I think sometimes we have to do less and we really have to just evaluate what is the greatest and most impactful thing I need to do right now. But I find if we start working on more than about three things, nothing gets done. So I would encourage you to just get your idea folder, stay the course with about three things, set some deadlines up so you can manage through them. Because if you know you want to do more, then maybe it's I want to do these three things in six weeks or eight weeks so that you can do a few more. I think having a timeline is important, you know, having deadlines, yeah. having that, setting that launch date and, and mm -hmm. sticking to it. And if you get close and you're not completely ready, I feel, for me, I feel like you got to go with it anyway. Mm -hmm. And then kind of you know yeah fix things up that's how I that's how I published my book my, which is right. my greatest accomplishment I, you know like I really I self-published but I stuck to that date like mm -hmm. it was the end of the world if I didn't hit it yeah because that was you know my main I don't know it was a really it was a pivotal moment for me in my life oh, sure so yeah. um you know because I, if we're I, always waiting for it to be perfect right. we're never going to get there and there'll always be something we can change and i always look at it like our smartphones we have the apps on our smartphone that's how many cool. times do we get updates that's right we get every day that's a great example. it's because they're not perfect right. you know but you and gotta you go with it and then you get a little feedback you get some mm -hmm. tweaking you can and go but at least it. you started yeah, yeah and you got it out there idea yeah all right well, let's dig a little deeper now. So talk okay. about yourself a little bit more. So what, what are your values? What are your core values when, when you're working on your finding your focus or, mm -hmm. you know, working on your um, ninja coaching? <laughs> what is it that you're really trying to hit your mark yeah. on a personal level? You know, I think um, self-love and really accepting yourself because I think we are extremely hard on ourselves and that can be nice because it pushes us us to go farther but oftentimes it, it can be we can be kind of a big bully to ourselves so I think really you know forgiving yourself and just loving yourself for who you are um, I'll say family but when I say family I don't necessarily mean brothers, sisters, parents, because mm. I think family can encompass so much more than that. Mm. So, you know, but I think you, you have to have that support around you and that love around you of people who are going to be there for you, who believe in you when you don't believe in yourself, who are the ones that you can go to and, and cry and they'll listen and tell you it's going to be okay. And the ones who are not going to let you fall and who are going to be kind of how my accountability partner was and come from a place of love and tell you when you need to get out of your own way. You know, it really, I think love is so important. And and this, that you started out by saying self-love because mm -hmm. really we're number one. We're the only person we could really count on. You got to take mm -hmm. care of number one is what I always say. And so, you, you know, and that doesn't mean that's selfish or, or narcissistic. No. It's just, you know, taking care you of yourself. To. And, and I say this all the time, and I think that that's the, you know, the big misnomer is we think that taking care of ourselves is selfish. And what I t speak about in a lot of my classes and a lot of my trainings is you cannot serve if you don't take care of yourself first. If I'm sick, if I'm run down, if I'm burned out, I can't help another person. 
So you have to take care of yourself and accept yourself if you truly want to be able to give wholly to another person. So, so. what is it that you do for yourself? Clara. Oh, I do lots of stuff. Um, the first thing that I do, I have to say, yeah. how do you get clarified? Clarity. Yes, no, exactly. clarified. <laughs> I want to get the clarification on that. Yes, so I just had to get a couple exactly. of things in because no, I, I just love it. Love it. <laughs> and that's actually how it all came about. So, um, you know, the first thing that I really do is I sleep. Sleep is important to me and everybody, all of my friends laugh. And if anybody of my friends are watching right now, they're probably laughing. In fact, my sister just got me a t-shirt the other day that said, I work out, just kidding, I take naps. Because <laughs> sleep is my is my secret weapon. You know, I, in order to be at my peak performance and to have the energy, I, I have to go to sleep. So I usually go to sleep by about 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, but I'm up at five in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I, I cherish that time because it keeps me rested, it keeps me healthy, and it keeps me on part um, with what I need to do. Um, I do yoga. I Like I said, I do the kickboxing. I really try to take downtime. I, I feed my soul and my brain a lot. So I'm constantly in a book. I listen to podcasts daily because I know that you're either growing or you're dying. Um, <laughs> I do believe laughter is the best medicine, so I love to laugh, and I will do it as much as I possibly can. I'm kind of silly. I make fun of myself, and I laugh at myself all day long, but um, my dog, my son, my sisters, I listen to, I watch comedy shows all the time because I just think it's so important to do that. You know? well, that's awesome. So now you're going to be mm -hmm. watching me on Bubbler Media all the time. Yes. And how can we connect with you? How can our viewers find you and yeah. uh, follow you and see what you, and then you can tell us a little bit about what you might be doing next. Perfect. So um, I do have a, a website. It's just www.clarity.com, and the clarity is spelled C-L-A-R-A-T-Y. I'm on Instagram under Clara Capano, Facebook under Capano Consulting or Clara Capano, Um Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, so you can find me in all those good places. That's awesome. Okay, that's yeah. great. And what next for you? Do you think you'll be coming up with another book? Or oh, yes. It's already in the works. Yeah, it's already in the works. So I've given myself about 18 months, so I have about 16 months to go. <laughs> and it's going to be diving more into what I call the human operating system and just learning how to manage ourselves and better support ourselves in growing the way that we want to grow, um, considering starting a podcast just, you know, doing, I really want to go more global with my, my speaking and my training so that I can just help even more people. Oh, well, I, I think I wish you so much success. I'm sure Thank that you. I'm going to see you out there again and again, and I yes. look forward to that and to seeing your book and human operating system. That is brilliant. I love Thank that. You. Hope you go Thank register you. that right away. That's a good <laughs> one. And then, um, you know, just, um, it's just been such a pleasure to talk to you and yes. to learn all about your book and about your program, 52 weeks of clarity. Fantastic. So, and you can find out more about that on the website, everybody. She's got a really great, and lots of great videos on YouTube, by the way, too. Yes. So, that's love true. that. You could, you know, consider doing some live streaming. I think that would be great. I know, I have. So. You could make podcasts out of that, too. You know? That's what I would like. I might have to pick your brain and have you help me with some of that. Be my pleasure. Be my pleasure, too. So, um, any questions for me before we go? We have about three more minutes. No, I just want to just say thank you so much for doing what you do because you create a platform for people 
people like myself to help others and really just get a community going. So thank you so much for what you do. Oh, thank you. I, I just love it. And I want to thank my co-host or, you know, my producer, Cindy, who's behind the scenes right now, Cindy Harrison um, from Create This, is um, is helping me out here. She's, she was warming up the seat for me before I got here. And so I want to thank Cindy and everybody at Bubbler Media. Thank you so much for watching today. And if you're watching the replay, thank you so much for tuning in here at Bubbler Media and watching Inspiring Adventures. And tonight my guest has been um, Clara um, Capano, and the, she's the author of Find Your Focus, 52 Weeks of Clarity. Let's see her name's right there. <laughs> and and um, you can find her at Clara T. Dot com. And if you want to see more inspiring adventures, we're here every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. on Bubbler Media on Facebook. And you can just set your notifications to remind you of when we go live. And then also on Saturday nights, we have last night's show with Ms. Meliz. This Saturday night, my guests are Madeline Sklar and Ross Brand. I hope to see you then. And have a great week, everybody. But anyway, thank you again, Clara. It's been thank a you. pleasure. Have yes. a great night, everybody. See you next week. Let's see.